What's going on, brother? What's going on? How's it going, man? It's good. It's good. We're back. Yeah, we are. Episode two of whatever season this is. I think it's three. I think technically it's three. So technically, we'll, uh, we'll keep good, with it. Good morning, folks, and welcome to the Dead Man Coffee Club. I'm Tyler Fleming. This is my friend Anthony Fisher. How's it going? What's going on, everybody? I'm good, man. Uh, visiting my family for the weekend, so I am wedged between my uh, <laughs> my mother's washing machine and the pantry, uh, trying to uh, find as much quiet as I can for this conversation, but I'm good. I'm good. We're having a good time down here. How are you and the family? Good. Um, currently, our youngest has snatched one earphone out of my ear. We are watching Sid Design Kid eating whipped cream and, um, you know, <laughs> hanging out. We saw his older brother play hockey yesterday and it's a chill little weekend right now. Yeah, it's not terrible. Nope. All right, man. How, um, you sent me something early. Oh. Can I put that back in my ear? Thank you. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. I appreciate being able to hear. Um, you sent me something earlier in the week. I didn't know if you wanted to to read it or just mention it. Uh, yeah. That might be a decent place to start out. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of you know, our conversation today, I know that you, know, you and I have discussed a few different things conceptually about you know, how we want this year to go for us and not necessarily just in terms of, well, here are some resolutions, but here are some, some mantras. Here are some, you know, steps that we're taking. Here are some mindsets that we're applying to this time ahead. And, I thought that this would be a really good time to discuss that. But one thing that really struck me upon the new year was a poem. And that poem was by a Dylan Thomas. Uh, and I've, I've heard the poem referenced several times in the past, mm-hmm. but I've never... Uh, taking the time to read it, and it's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. It's yeah. it's a little difficult to to get your head around in in one reading, but I'm I'm okay. definitely happy to read it, and uh, we can take it from there. But the name of the poem is "Don't," uh, or rather, "Do not go gentle into that good night," and it goes as follows. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right. Because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright. Their frail deeds might have danced in the green bay. Rage, 
rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight and learned too late. They grieved it on its way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death who see with blinding sight. Blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on that sad height, curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good li- good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And I referenced that poem in, I guess, kind of my, my New Year's Day post about, you know, what I wanted for 2019 to be for me. And yeah. going into that and then still talking about this poem, for me, this year kind of revolves around the idea of telling a better story. And that has so many different faces and facets. Uh, literally telling a better story because I want to be a better storyteller. But yeah. the fact that I also live a life that will be recalled in some way, form, or fashion by my friends or my family or my coworkers, what story am I telling on those fronts in my life? And am I being passively, uh, or rather, am am I being passive in the way that I am living? Am I just letting life happen to me one day at a time and just accepting what comes or much like the context of this, this poem, am I, you know, raging against this, this death raging against this, this dying of the light. Am I, um, allowing circumstance and, uh, things to happen to me or am I putting up a fight? Right. You know, the whole notion of not going gentle, I think, was what struck me is one of the things in that poem that struck me the hardest. You know, don't go gentle into that good night. And I know when I reflect on years past, I have this tendency of going gentle. I have this tendency of, you know, going with the flow if you would, you know, put it in those terms. Yeah. And I see how that has affected me. I see how that has affected my family. I see the struggles that my family still experiences. Um, And I have a choice here, you know. Yeah, you can can turn a, a new leaf any day. You know, you don't need a new year to do that. But at the same time, in a symbolic way, a new year is a damn good opportunity to turn that new leaf or to turn that page or to start that new chapter or to um, rewrite the whole damn thing. Right. And so I'm taking this as an opportunity in, in 2019 to symbolically 
start a better story for myself and for my family. And that is one that doesn't allow life to passively happen. That yes, there are going to be days where I'm run down. There are going to be days where I'm tired. And guess what? There are going to be days where I do choose to take a nap and not keep raging on. But there are going to be more days than not where I am continually reminding myself of the man that I want to be uh, for my family, for my friends, for my colleagues, uh, for myself. And I am inching towards that. I'm chipping away at that and it's difficult, but I am going to continually pursue that because I see what it could mean for the future. I see what it could mean for my family. And so I I do refuse in that sense to, you know, not go gently, not, not go gentle into that good night. Um, so that poem was, was really good for me. And it's something that I, I read on repeat uh, now just to kind of get myself in that, in that brain space. But I know for me, I am, I am dead set this year on telling a better story, being a better storyteller, because that's what I want for life. Like I, I, I want to tell stories. Yeah. Um, but also my personal story, my personal narrative has to change. It has to grow and to develop and to become something better for the sake of the story itself and for the sake of those involved in that story. I mean, I, I definitely hear that. And I think, I mean, like, the poem kind of reminds me of, like, some of the, like, cliche things, like, you know, you don't want to slide in the home base of, like, <laughs> no no dirt on your pants, no stars, right, not, like, right, yeah. you want to have lived, and, but I think, you know, it, it can be easy, and I, I've definitely fallen into this trap of, like, you're trying to take the the road that maybe leads to less conflict or whatever to, um, right. To just, you know, suffice, like to just get by or whatever. And my guy, there's that thing. That bowl is empty, man. Let's scrape that. Can I have my headphone, please? (laughs) One headphone. So I'm, I'm, even though they're wireless headphones, I'm tethered to my phone right now. Um, (laughs) that I'm sorry, I lost where I was. Uh, that poem is a pretty good invitation to like a, a pretty good starting point to whatever the thing is, even if it is like whether it's a, a bigger thing like in, in life of like that you're working towards or whether it's a smaller thing that, you know, if you're taking steps towards that thing that in a way can be like raging against the dying of light. Like you, you can't. I mean, and not to go too far off of our paths right now, but like, if someone hadn't been going to the gym or training or whatever, like going twice a week can be raging against the dying of the light. Right. You know, uh, 
or even a little bit better can be doing that. Um, and I think it's easy for folks to like poke fun at people who try and get on get on a, a new kind of path in the new year, but um, you know, the more folks who are taking care of themselves and doing things they appreciate and like that are beneficial for themselves and their family in the world, the better the world's going to be. So like, oh, absolutely. I don't see much of a point in like being an asshole to people who are just <laughs> trying to, you know, improve themselves. And um, Same. Even if that shot misses, they took that shot. Well, and guess what? That's part of the, oh, oh, thank you. You're saying I can have my headphone back? Appreciate it, dude. Um, you know, even if you miss and, and you're in the process of shooting towards something, right? You're in the process. You, you Thank you. All gone. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. There we go. Oh, are you going to do that? Cool. I'm so sorry, folks. Um, you're in the process of doing it and you have an opportunity to, to miss, right? You don't have an opportunity to miss if you don't take the shot, if you don't swing. If you don't try, you don't have the opportunity to tell a better story. If you don't write a story, you don't have a story to That's good, yeah. tell better. Um, and <clears throat> which kind of, I'll roll into kind of the intention that I have going into this year. Yeah, go for um, it. Which is, and it kind of happened organically, but I, uh, I like the quick little phrase of chase the bed. And, um, for a long time, I've feared the bear kind of within myself, like the rage, the literal, <laughs> it's funny that they use the word rage in that poem, yeah. the literal rage that I can sometimes get to. Um, I've been literally afraid of it for years and years and years. Um, and I think with that, and this is me being vulnerable here, folks, is I've kind of played down a uh, a more neutral path and um, that doesn't um, that doesn't rage against the dying of light to, to like hold that up and okay my guy you're gonna have to step over here because that is loud here you go there you go um, to just avoid those feelings those whatever that I'm experiencing, that I yeah. have in me, just creates more of a situation where it's going to come out and it's probably not going to come out in the most positive way. Yeah. So, and for the last five or six years, I've been a physical education teacher who, in my quest to do a better job teaching, I haven't always taken care of myself. So chasing yeah. there for me is like part of my deliberate practice, my dedication to myself to yeah. um, my physical practice yes but also my mental and emotional health and being in a state where like I get comfortable chasing the bear I get comfortable like comfortable being uncomfortable really is what I mean by that like comfortable and like allowing myself to to rage but also to like be calm in the middle of the fight and yeah. um, I think, so the idea of chasing the bear for me, I don't know if you want me to get into it, but. Yeah, um, go into it, man. So, I want to hear more about it. So 
Um, oh, you crazy kid. Really, dude? Not cool, man. Just build his chest all over the couch. Dude, not cool. Um, the idea comes from... I've been kind of on a periphery studying a little bit of the work that Julian Pinot and the folks at StrongFit have been doing around the nervous system. And yep. um, so pretty much, if we don't know, there's like pretty much there's parasympathetic and sympathetic kind of parts of the nervous system. And parasympathetic is like chilling out, resting, recovering. Right. Sympathetic is where you're like fight or flight kind of deal. And I was actually just starting a, another one of their videos last night. So I'm still learning here, people. But the idea is, is that to build our ability to mindfully like go after particular um, states of the nervous system as opposed to just like when we feel anxious, being overwhelmed with anxiety and shutting down and not being able to contribute anything positive or when we feel frustrated that feeling overtakes us and then we end up you know saying or doing things that we we don't want to which in the big scheme of things really limits our ability to perform in life right if you're constantly um restricting yourself because you're scared of what happens if you like let yourself perform all the way then yeah you're going to be limited in your performance. And so for the last month or so, I've been slowly trying to take back um, my physical practice, which is kind of where it started, and diving into nutrition and things like that. And But Chase the Bear is... At one point or another in your life, my guess is you've experienced a moment where you kind of let out like a visceral like, growl. Like, right, right. Maybe not. Maybe maybe you haven't got to that place. But Oh, um, I've been there. <laughs> being a person who <laughs> experiences his share of rage and frustration with the world and all that stuff. What's up, buddy? What do you want? What's up? It's all gone. You poured it out. Yeah, I know. You are just amazing for the radio. You have an amazing radio voice. <laughs> Stop pouring on my head. No, 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 no. Oh. No, thank you. No, thank you. How about some blueberries, homie? Um, so, I'm so sorry. So, the, the idea of chasing the bear is that... To, with intention, go into a training session... Oh my goodness, dude. To You're just not not gonna be quiet today. Here you go. Let's grab your little off spoon. Here you go, my guy. There you go. Blueberries for you. Look at that. Shout out. Okay. I think we might be locked in for at least a few nice. <laughs> um shout out to the Trader Joe's blueberries. Um so 
that you can go into a training session with the intention of what state of the nervous system you want to tap into. Right. Do you want to like be raging out? Do you want to just find flow? And back up dog. The what I realized after a few sessions, one is that um, it feels good to chase the bear, right? Yeah. To get to that point where there is a visceral growl that will eventually for sure get you kicked out of Planet Fitness. So I'm sorry, <laughs> that might not be the place to try this out. Or it might if you want to like test their, their alarm system. <laughs> but um, so eventually, right, you, you can get to this place where you you feel um, like you're in a fight. You Like you're in a fight with the weight, with, where you're in a fight with yourself, where you're beating that confrontation that yeah. head on. And there's been a few times where I've like, something was happening in life, I was frustrated. I was like, instead of me losing myself right now, let me hold on to this feeling for just a little bit, just like feel it. And when I have a chance to go into this session, this training session, then I can experience it and like let it and express it in a more positive way. Yeah. And so I had a few sessions like that. But then the other thing is, is sometimes when you're chasing the bear, you don't find the bear. Right. right? You don't find the fight. You, but you do find some sort of flow in the, in the process. And so that's the other kind of benefit is, of it is like, you find that flowy state where you're you're pretty chill. You're moving. Your 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 breathing is kind of relaxed, and you're in the process some more. So that's um, chasing the bear. Kind of at this point for me is what that that's all about. Is it's starting very <clears throat> physically for me. Yeah. Um, very much physically, but it's also kind of gonna lead to other things in life where you you have to take. You have to take it to the bear. You have to, yeah. you know, if a bear is around, yeah. you don't and want them to sneak up on you. Cause right. Because you get a bear paw on you, it's just a done deal. <laughs> so, that, that's that's interesting to me because, you know, I, I, I like to explore the works of Joseph Campbell. That's one of my guys. Yeah. And in terms of, like, chasing the bear, one thing about that 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 I'm I feel like I'm hearing is you know you you have to kind of welcome and then go head first into uh some kind of conflict yeah or you know go head first into that rage and when you look at the hero's journey uh where all of our lives in some way form or fashion are still kind of rested on that model. Uh, any great narrative is is on that model where you start the journey and then you travel into, you know, into the woods, into the abyss. And eventually you come out, but you don't come out without conflict. Right. You don't come out without pain. Uh, you don't come out without... Um, tension and in terms of chasing the bear it seems like that's the part of the journey where even if it's like a more microcosmic form of the hero's journey altogether 
even if it's a, a daily hero's journey, right? In order to come out on the other side, in order to come out better, in order to uh, come out stronger, that part of you has to face that bear if that bear shows its face. Right. Um, you have to go head first. You have to um, run straight into the path of resistance and not against it. And I think that that's really interesting. And there's also a lot of power there because we have this tendency. I have this tendency of doing everything that I can to avoid conflict. And I think that that is part of my shtick when I talk about telling a better story is that I don't want to avoid conflict anymore right? because Oftentimes, one, that conflict doesn't last that long. Right. We, we make it last longer by avoiding it. Yep. You know, we can go either through the mountain pass or we can go all the way around the mountains. It can take a lot longer and it can be a lot less comfortable. Or, guess what? We can go straight through it. Yeah. And it might hurt immediately, but you're through that pain a lot quicker than if you were to try to go around it. And I think it also reveals a lot about us, a lot about how much grit and resilience we have in our ability to go straight into the pain or the tension or the conflict um, or to, to face that bear on a daily or weekly basis. And I think that bear is bigger than, like you said, it's bigger than just movement. It's bigger than just, you know, let me just give it to these weights or to this sandbag. Um, That's, again, that's just an area of life. But that concept can be applied to your whole life because... On your journey, you're going to go into that abyss. You're going to meet that conflict. And are you going to chase it down? And are you going to wrestle it to the ground? Or are you going to resist and then go around and prolong the process when all you really had to do was just dive in? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, just one quick example with like an actual bear. So there's a book I read. Oh, it's closing in on 10 years ago. Maybe it was like eight or so years, but it was about this couple that every summer they would kayak and row along the coast of Alaska. Okay. And so they would camp on the beaches as they would go. And one morning they wake up, they get out of their tent, and there's a grizzly bear on the beach. And the husband in this situation, he, he stripped naked, grabbed his rifle, held it over his head, and just charged at the bear and <laughs> screamed like a wild man. And that actually got the bear to go off, you know, to, to, to wander off. But if he, if you just sit tentatively, right, sometimes, then that's, that can go, that can go south real quick, right? And yeah. when it comes to like, whether it's an emotion or a relationship or work or whatever, like if mm-hmm. you, just sit passively right it it can 
it can fester, it can it can it can get worse. Um, but if you go go right at that conflict or that situation, then there's an opportunity to improve. You know? Yes. One that you can't you can't get to if you like you're saying take the long long way around or whatever. Right. So if you just like let it sit there, it's gonna it's gonna fester and it's gonna create resentment or whatever as opposed to creating opportunities to rage against the dying of the light like yeah to, to create more life in your life right to tell a better story to you know chase a bear whatever the thing is however you want to say it like it, it's a it's an opportunity to to get more marrow from the bone kind of deal yeah yeah absolutely and to me, it in in terms of theme, you know, if we were to reduce it to something s- simpler, uh, it really has everything to do, and not only with intention, because intention is good, but we can tend for intend rather for a lot of things to happen or to do things and never do them. But yeah. it's when that intention. Um, meets and becomes an action yep. in our daily lives that we are able to meet that conflict. We're able to chase that bear and we're able to reach. Um, yep. So ultimately it is action and it's not just a singular action. It's one after another, after another and choosing day after day, after day, battle after battle, You know, and that's the cool thing, again, just to bring up Joe Campbell, the hero's journey is a circle, right? So guess what? Once you've come out of the abyss and you've returned back to the people to, and this is, I think, a part of it that in Western culture we miss. You know, we think that all of this raging and all of this chasing of the bear is for us and it's for, for me. You know, it's for my growth and all of this, but it's like, what's the point of growing ultimately if you're not giving something to someone else? What's what's the point of learning something or becoming a better dad, for instance? Like, what's the point right. of growing as as a man and gaining the tools to be a better father if you're not? So you're not just coming out of that, out of that abyss to, you know, put some badge on your chest. Right. You're doing that to go back to your sons and you're going back to your wife. You're going back to your job. You're interacting with your family and your friends as something better than you were before you came out of the abyss. Yeah. You know, something better than you were, um, before you you chased and pursued and fought that bear and then once you have returned and you've kind of brought that that knowledge or that growth back to the people because that is the most important part of that journey is coming out and giving back once you've done that guess what you're drawn right back into that journey yeah. And so this is a day after day, moment after moment, um, 
agreement to act. You know, you are, you are agreeing that, okay, if I'm going to chase this bear, this might not be the only time that I do it. Yeah. And I'm going to have to keep fighting. I'm going to have to keep raging. And that's going to happen over and over again. And I have to be willing every single time to accept and to go head first into that conflict. 100% man. I think it's uh, that I think the, the point that I really like that you made is that it's, it's about the action. Yeah. Um, when we choose to tell a better story, when we choose we're choosing to act as opposed to just use words or whatever to do the thing. Right. Um, choosing something that is inherently like challenging and it requires us to do something. And I think that um, that's, that's the point I think is super important for people to, to gather is that like whatever it is, like you gotta act. You gotta do something, yeah. and do and do it repeatedly, and then something <laughs> you will come out of that that acting that that process that that process of acting a different human that has something to offer the world, and then you'll probably go right back into the storm. Um, and if you do that for the rest of your life, well, shit. You know, yeah. you're definitely going to be raging against the dying of the light because you're like, no, one more time, one <laughs> more time. Is that all you got? Right. Yeah, it, it, it builds in us resilience. It builds in, in us a, a grit to keep going. Yeah. And so, yeah, that fight was really fucking difficult. But guess what? I got through it. <laughs> I'm I, I'm more equipped for the next time I meet that bear. Yeah. I'm I'm more equipped to rage. I'm more equipped to to face whatever that conflict is because guess what? I've been there. And now I can go a little bit further. Exactly. A little bit harder. And I think um one kind of just side point is like our our society, our world, especially here in the U.S., like is very caught up in words and like in just calling things and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like actually doing things. And I think if we shift our focus from like yes, like we can use words to describe what has happened, but if we focus on we dedicate ourselves to some process, some action. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, like we build that resilience, we're able to move a little bit more weight or we're able to hike a little bit further. Or we're able to tell a better story, like literally tell a better story or live a better story. Right. Because we continually go into this fire. Um, you, inherently like by the end of your life or towards as you do this for years you're going to be stronger you're going to have better fucking stories to tell like, exactly the, the the old dudes who have stories to tell 
Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't yeah. just sitting about talking about, oh, I'm going to do this stuff. No, no, no. Right. Like, they were doing stuff. And then when they failed at that thing, then they tried again or they did something else. Exactly. And then they learned something and then they probably failed again and then they did something else. And, they, and men and women, sorry, um, who have <laughs> stories to tell did shit. And, yeah. um, and their, their kids did shit. And, like, it, it happens that way. But if we get caught up in, like, you know what, I'm just going to chill out. I'm going to, you know be enthralled with this this screen, this like just watching stuff, just watching the world pass by kind of deal. As opposed to like taking the fight to it. I think we could be surprised with how quickly years pass by and we haven't done anything. We haven't we don't have any stories to tell because we didn't uh chase that bear. We didn't take it to the we didn't take the fight to it. And so I think I mean I'm sure you'll be able to wrap this up a little bit better than me. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's that's beautiful, man, because... But I think the call to action is an important part. That's right. what I want to say, and then I, right. you'll do a much better job wrapping it up. So, so the call to action is extremely important, but it's what we do with that call to action. 100%. You know, and you you bring up a very good point, and that is honestly kind of what I've seen this whole thing as in terms of telling a better story is literally the story of one's own life and experiences. And so when I look back on the whole of it, did I make that story? Right. How, how much tension, how much conflict was there? Um, and how much resolution was there? What scars did I come back with? And when I tell that story, are people excited about that story because it has substance and value? Right. Or is it like some vanilla ass story that like has no substance um, that, you know, nothing really happened because I avoided it my whole life. But there, there were no lessons in that story because I just let life passively happen. Which um, I think kind yeah. of dances, we, we've kind of danced around and this is the last thing I'll say, but we've kind of danced around this idea of like uh, how we don't like conflict like societally we don't like conflict and we and you and i personally have talked about our own struggles with it yeah absolutely yeah but i think that's part of it is like a willingness to experience that conflict and because chasing a bear is conflict doing something difficult at work or in life is conflict how you know whether it's with another person or not conflict right and how we and then the skills that we build coming out of that, right. you know, carry over and we can pass on to, yeah. to others. And I right. think to, to not be scared of that conflict is important um, yeah. to remember for us and for everybody else. Cool, yeah. cool, dude. Well, um, oh, let's finish with, if you don't have any, well, you can add whatever else you want. Oh um, no, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I think we have uh, done our part in, in addressing that. Books you're reading, music you're digging lately. Oh, right now, yeah, yeah. You, so you want to finish with? Yeah. So I'm in terms of music that I'm digging. I've I've still been on this jazz kick. So, okay. um, you know, <laughs> I, and I'm just going down different rabbit trails now. Um, I'm reading a book 
on Christian meditation by James Finley, who was uh, a man, he is a man rather, that sat at the feet of Thomas Merton for six years at the Abbey of Gethsemane. And he is no longer a monk, but he was a monk at the Abbey for six years. And then he became a clinical psychotherapist and he does retreats on contemplation and meditation. Um, He is a brilliant, brilliant mind. And I'm reading his book on Christian meditation now in terms of having a contemplative life outside of a life-bound contemplative practice like being a monk. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading that, and it's interesting because he just brought up jazz, and so now I'm going down this, Uh like, rabbit trail to determine how how it all makes sense. But um, I'm getting down on that. I'm also reading a book called Slave Religion, which is... uh, I will butcher the man's name, so I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but he is or was a professor at Princeton uh, in their religion program. And so uh, he's brilliant, but he wrote a book on the religion of African people who were brought to the Americas and how that religious expression has changed um, what remains of it and what has completely disappeared, how they interacted with Christianity and how Christianity was given to um, slaves. And just really, for me, that book is just learning more and more about uh, what you know, I guess what the African American experience as it intersects with encountering Christianity looks like, because I think that we don't take the opportunity to um, accept and explore that it was, it was force fed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the theology of the age was already pretty fucked up because it, it justified, uh, slavery. Right. So, you know, just looking at the context and what, in which, uh, people were, were fed religion and how it affected, uh, them culturally. Uh, so I'm digging that. And just, you know, just using that as an opportunity to, to learn and to become a better human. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> meditation, uh, slave religion and jazz. Dope. I've been, um, listening to the blue scholars a lot lately. Okay. The blue scholars are, uh, I don't, I don't know if they still are making music. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I need that. Um, our uh, hip-hop uh, duo out of Seattle. Um, and I've listened to their music a lot in undergrad, and I've kind of circled back to it recently. Yeah. And 
slowly be introducing the boys to it. Um, and I'm, just some of some of their songs are, you know, dope, super dope. And they're, I mean, Seattle was an interesting, or was an interesting place. Um, where world trade agreements were signed and things like that happened. So that that's the the context of some of the songs as well as like the immigrant experience. Right, um, right. Is the MC is Filipino and the DJ is from his family is from somewhere in the Middle East. And um, so that's what I've been listening to a lot lately. Okay. And then I'm rereading The Alchemist, which is cool. Yeah. Um, it's a, I think a book that is nice to revisit every once in a while, just see how your perspective shifts over over time. Right. And, um, and I'm about a third of the way through it. And then the other book is The Heart of the Buddhist Teaching by Kutnaan. Okay. And so I've, I read a few of his books. In the last ten years or so, but a, um, a friend of mine passed that on to me. Okay. Um, and interestingly, like, kind of in the context of our conversation, part of it is about like how do we meet um, things that cause suffering, and like the process, at least according to the Buddha, like yeah. how that process kind of can happen and how we can come to peace and experience joy while suffering still exists and right. all that. So that's been cool for me to, especially paired with this chasing bear theory. Right. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been cool for me because I, I realized that like if I'm raging out all the time, <laughs> that's not very sustainable. So like having a, having a process and, to do this in everyday life too, yeah. not just isolated in the gym is also super important. So, I'm, you know, reading that book and working that into my process. So, that is what I've been digging lately. Um, Alchemy, book about the Buddha and the Blue Scholars. Nice man. Well, you know we're gonna have to eventually have a show or a couple of shows dedicated to talking about what I'm reading and what you're currently reading because as I told you um, before uh, Thich Nhat Hanh wrote the foreword for one of Thomas Merton's books on contemplative prayer and so I think that there are going to be a lot of similarities there uh, in terms of the the overarching themes and lessons of the book that I'm reading and the book that you're reading. Yeah, that would um, be super interesting. Since um, they were buddies and Finley and Merton were uh, friends and had a yeah. kind of mentor-mentor uh, or mentee relationship. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to bring that back in with the whole talk of chasing the bear because yeah. I think that you're still chasing something. It might just... <laughs> look a little bit different in that context. Well, and I, yeah, and I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the chasing the bear, like, sometimes you find the bear to fight him, and sometimes yep. you run into flow on the way there. There you go. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked to see where this goes, and uh, yeah, I'm appreciative of this conversation, man. Okay. Yeah. That's always good. I'm, I'm glad to be back in the stream. 
Oh, yeah, man. All right, folks. Well, um, this was an episode, episode two of, of season three. Season three of the <laughs> Dead Man's Coffee Club. You can find us at the Dead Man's Coffee Club on Instagram. We don't have a website yet because we're not cool enough. Um, wonder, wonder who will have that. And uh, if you dig the conversation, let us know. You can send us a review or put a review in, send us a message, follow the account, all, all those sorts of things. If there's something you think would be important for us to talk about, we can do that. Otherwise, we will just keep kicking kicking rocks around and uh, having conversations about things that are going on in our lives. Um, anything else, Anthony? No, man. I think right, we're man. good. Cool, cool, All right, folks. guys. Well, until next time. Adios.